So the Celtics are fixed, right? We're going to get the opinion of Tom Westerholm from Boston.com right here on this Thursday Locked On Celtics. Billy, let's go. Crowd goes crazy, most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talk about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine, whatever you're doing, wherever you're going. I appreciate you making this show a part of your life, a little sliver of your life. I hope I'm making a half hour to 45 minutes of your day just a tiny bit better. We can all use a minuscule improvement over our days. I hope I can provide that for you. I'm John Corrales. I host the show on a Monday through Friday basis. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. Go to bostonsportsjournal.com. Use the promo code Corrales. Easy to remember. It's my last name. You're going to get 5 bucks off an annual subscription. That brings the price down to less than 3 bucks a month for all Boston sports coverage, including my Boston Celtics coverage. I'm also the author of the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, so please go buy that book wherever you buy books online. Today, I'm bringing in another voice, Tom Westerholm, formerly of uh, Mass Live. We used to work at Mass Live together. We each have left Mass Live recently. He's now at Boston.com. I'm not at Boston Sports Journal, as I just said, but we're still friends. We still talk about the Celtics. We still cover the Celtics. He hosts the Geno Time podcast. Today's show is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win? Or do you win because you're happy? At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned. Tom's going to help me pick the Ultra Player of the Week in just a few minutes. So that's part of our conversation. We talk about Danny Ainge's motivations for signing Tristan Thompson. We talk about all sorts of things, including, at the end, who do we think is going to do better In the three-point shootout, Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, we have differing opinions. So let's start the conversation with Tom Westerholm of Boston.com. All right, Tom, um, let's just just jump right into it. Celtics are fixed, right? Everything's good? Everything's good. No problems? We're good. This is just a big celebratory podcast. The 18 and 17 Celtics are uh, ready to win the championship. Well, we know that the Utah Jazz aren't going to do it because the refs hate them. (laughs) Uh, I've never seen the best team in the league just launch into diatribes like they launched into. They are just pissed. They feel like, oh, we don't get any call. Oh, my God. It's wild. Anyway, I really enjoyed how livid you were at the Jazz. On like, I like, I, I could, I could, I could hear you seething in in your uh, in your tweets uh, just, tonight about just like just dial it back a notch, just just a a smidge. You know, just yeah. you're the best team in the league. Like, let's not pretend like you haven't gotten calls. Um, <laughs> but that is all I'm legally bound, uh, allowed to say about the Jazz negatively on this podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, let's just let's just look at because I 
after all of this talk, it's good to get like another person's voice on the podcast to just see like in this, in this winning streak. And look, the Raptors are coming up. They played against Detroit. They, they were missing half their team, most of their coaches. Like they're not, they're not whole at all. And I don't know if any of those guys are going to be available against the Celtics. So it's like the ultimate worst case scenario. The Celtics look like they could finish this, this thing off on a four game winning streak. And Brad Stevens, who it has been said is process over results, has it also been said, because I've been listening to uh, our buddies over at the Anything is Potable podcast, that he put a lot of emphasis on the results for these four games, which is very unlike Brad. But tell me what you think here. I think that that is part of the process. I think the winning is part of the process because it encourages the good habits. And no matter what caveats we throw at these guys, the Raptors thing, the, you know, just whatever things you can think of, the winning is the most important part right now, considering every, how everything went. And the winning is what gets these guys to go in and do their work and work hard. Yeah. And I mean, I think one of the things that's been different about this team than maybe other Celtics teams in the past is that the... <laughs> The coach and the GM have basically openly said that they lack confidence or that they lacked confidence for a little while there. And so part of the process of building the team back up was just literally building confidence, which, you know, like is winning. Like you, you build confidence when you win. So like, you know, obviously we can make all the snarky jokes we want about, yeah, like this team, you know, they're 18 and 17, you know, okay, great. Your net rating is, you know, in like over one now, like congratulations. <laughs> but like, the, but the fact is that like wins matter, especially when you haven't gotten any in a while. And, and you're just like, you know, you're like the Celtics have a lot of talent and they just clearly, you know, didn't really seem to have like much of a mojo for a while. So now they do. And uh, or, you know, at least, or now maybe they're trying to build one. At least I, I guess it's probably premature to say they absolutely have one at this point, but they do seem to be building one a little bit. And I think that's realistically, you know like getting over 500 sure whatever you know getting back to like fourth place in the east uh fourth place in the east sure whatever but the big thing is just kind of like going into the break and feeling good about yourself you know as opposed to going into the break and kind of stewing about how the last month went right you you take your your break and you sit there and you say all right we 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 won our four games in a row and if they, I mean, assuming they do, there's no guarantee that they do, but like yeah, no, sure. considering, you know, with this team, there's no guarantee about anything, but well, and, and the ironic thing would be that if they lose, then this entire conversation is like, Oh no, no, no. This team is garbage. Again yeah. 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 Age. Right. <laughs> like this would be the worst loss. Another worst loss of the year. If the Raptors come in on a back to back with half their team missing and Kyle Lowry drops 55 and they lose, it's like, well, shit, then never mind. Um, but look, 19 and 17 and all alone in fourth place in the East. I said it yesterday on the podcast. Like if we ran down before the season started, okay. Uh, we know Kemba's not going to come back till January. Tatum's going to catch COVID. Rob's going to catch COVID. Jalen's going to have knee tendonitis. We're going to have a few games canceled. They're all going to get jammed into February. And Marcus Smart's going to miss that entire month. By the end of it, the Celtics are going to be 19 and 17 and in the fourth seed. Like at that point, I say, yeah, thank, thank God, because all of that stuff lined up when you say it out loud makes me think, 
Well, Tank, let, let's let's bring <laughs> yeah. Tom Han to talk about draft picks. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean you're you're right. Like that, like and, and it's something that's easy to get lost, you know, and I, I'm certainly guilty of, of losing it that like, um, you know, like a lot of things go wrong. A lot of things have gone wrong this year. I mean, the, like, I mean, that's a general statement about life. I feel like just like a lot of <laughs> things have gone wrong this year and yes. it, it definitely applies to the Celtics too. So, I mean, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to say that I'm confident in, you know, the second unit. I'm not going to say I'm confident in like this team as constructed's ability to, to make like a big, you know, uh, postseason run. But I think that, you know, that what this has done is said, maybe Danny should, I know there's, I I know that uh, our buddy Ryan Bernardoni would, would uh, push back that, that Danny always should have done this. Um, But maybe Danny should, you know, use the TPE. Maybe like, maybe it is easier to build a a team this season um, that can make a deep playoff push. If you, if you go get some extra help. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think all of those things kind of come into play when you, when you're talking about, when you're talking about winning a few games instead of just like losing every game as brutally as possible. All right. Let's, let's, let's talk about this because the criticisms are still there and the whole Danny trade thing that like that, that is still a thing that needs to happen. Um, before we do that, you want to help me out with something? We've, Let's do it. We've got, it's a new thing here on the, uh, locked on Celtics podcast, locked on podcast network. It's the, uh, Michelob ultra player of the week. All right. All right. So Michelob ultra, has uh, sponsored this this thing. It's it's all about who brings us joy, happiness, enjoyment, right? So with Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. The Celtics are winning, and you know it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, the wins are great, but it's it's basketball. We're supposed to enjoy this. The joy creates success. So every week, I'm picking a player, not just statistically the player of the week. But the guy who embodies this concept of joy, happiness, enjoyment, the whole thing, all right? Enjoyment mm-hmm. isn't the end game, it's the whole game. That's what we're that's where we're working with here. Do you have as I as I give you all of these phrases, does anybody pop into your head from this past week that gives you the joy, that happiness? So, let's see here. I I mean, Guys who have given me joy, I guess, this year. I, I mean, I love watching pretty much everybody on that Charlotte team. Uh, oh, but I'm talking know, about I mean, the Celtics. Oh, we're just talking Celtics. Just Celtics. Just Celtics oh, from this wow. past week. Oh, oh. Well, then that's easy. It's Rob Williams. Of course I it mean, is. Of course it is. Of course it's Rob Williams. Of course, of course it is. I, I was like, I was good and all. I was like, okay, let me see. Who did I watch last night? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're just talking about the Celtics here, man. Oh, yeah. All right. Then Rob Williams. That was an easy that's one. That's an easy one. That's an easy one. Um Rob has been just phenomenal. Uh, I was going through, and I mentioned this last night. Um, in his last eight games, his first basket has been a dunk. Six of them have been alley oops. Like as soon as he checks into the game, the first basket has been a lob in six of his last eight games. They just love throwing him alley oops. Uh, but not, I mean, Rob has been just—I think I don't want to say a revelation, but. Tell me if you if you agree or not. I think I think the thing with Robert Williams right now is he has been playing with a lot of force, ferocity type. Like he's he's ripping down rebounds. He's not just jumping for rebounds. 
Yeah. He's boxing out and he's ripping down rebounds. Like he's he's playing his best basketball of his career so far. Yeah, I think well, I think yes, and I also think that it's easy to do that sure. because he hasn't had much of a career so far. Like he's just like I, I tweeted out a stat today that he's played um, you know, about 1,100 minutes and uh like for his entire career. Yeah. And there's there's 27 players who've played more minutes this year than he's played uh in his uh in his career so far. So, yeah, I mean, it's like his career hasn't been very long, but I definitely agree with you. And I think it's, you know, I, I think you're right about like kind of the ferocity, the the aggressiveness that he's playing with, but also like he's just showing, I, I think, some polish that he hasn't shown in the past. Yeah, you know, I, I wrote a story today about his his passing. Like, like we're just kind of we're seeing him piece it all together. And we we'd seen the passes here and there, uh, you know, maybe like a pat like a really nice pass out of the post one game or yep. you know hitting hitting a pass hitting a, a corner shooter as the role man in another but now we're starting to see more and more of them at the same time you know we're starting to see those interspersed with you know his his pick and roll heroics at the rim like um we're starting to see a little i mean he still jumps on pump fakes but yes. I, I mean <laughs> defensively he's he's a little bit better this year certainly um so i mean yeah like he's he's putting a lot of stuff together i, I think there's a i think there's a lot to like right now yeah, it, that's just, there is a lot to like. He does bring joy to the hearts of Celtics fans. Joy creates success. Thank you, Michelob Ultra. 2.6 carbs and only 95 calories in a bottle of Michelob Ultra. So go ahead and enjoy it uh, as much as you want, as long as you drink responsibly. More with me and Tom coming up next, including Danny Ainge's motivations for signing Tristan Thompson. You know, Robert Williams getting that Ultra Player of the Week was pretty much a safe bet. You can go to bet online. You cannot bet on that, the Ultra Player of the Week. It's the only thing you can't bet on at Bet Online. They are the fastest, easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. NBA, college basketball, NHL, baseball is coming up soon. So you can bet on that. You can bet on anything. All sorts of sports available, international sports available on Bet Online. They even cover award shows, TV shows, reality TV, real time updated odds. And props on almost anything that you can imagine. So hop on your computer or your mobile device, sign up today for free, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is free money, people. Free money. Whatever you deposit, 100 bucks, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on that. That's $50. You get how that math works. So go, go to Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts use the promo code locked on for that 50% welcome bonus. Make sure you use that promo code locked on at Bet Online. Please gamble responsibly. Be sure to follow our social channels LO Celtics on Twitter and Locked On Celtics on Instagram. James Harden was back in Houston with his new team, and that's going to be all covered on the Locked On Today podcast. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Less than 20 minutes with Peter Bukowski on Locked On Today. All of your top stories, so subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. Now, here's more of my conversation with Tom Westerholm. So, Danny Ainge is still has a lot of work to do, obviously. Like the Celtics won four games in a row. That's nice. Uh, you can go back to each one of these games and say, well, one thing this way or that way, and they maybe they don't win four games in a row. And that's fine because 
I do think when Brad said, hey, we slept in our beds for five days and that has something to do with it, I think that definitely has something to do with it. The Celtics were fatigued. They had no legs. When, you're, when you've got a little bit more energy, you're playing at home. Fans are no fans. You make those plays at the end to close out games. That's just, I think, uh, uh, the way it goes. They're still flawed, though. I think that's obvious. I floated a theory, Tom, yesterday. I want to run it by you. And I, I don't think... Remember we, we've talked about Tristan Thompson. We're like, why the hell would Danny Ainge hard cap himself for this guy? So my theory is that he doesn't care about the hard cap because he's not operating with the hard cap. He's operating with the tax line, which is about $6 million lower than the, than the cap, the, the, the apron. Okay. Luxury mm-hmm. tax is 132 million. Hard cap is 138. I don't think he's he's going into that heart that that luxury tax because the Celtics roster right now is 117 million. Okay. I don't think he's going into that. I don't think he's crossing that luxury tax unless the absolute perfect player becomes available. I don't think he's crossing that luxury tax because just to explain to the listeners, you're you're a a repeater if you pay the tax three out of four years. Three out of the last four years. They didn't pay it last year. If they don't pay it this year, the clock restarts. That's super, super important for the Celtics who are going to be in the tax the next three years. So by by giving Tristan Thompson that $9 million, almost 9.3, doesn't matter if he's hard capped, if he's operating with that lower number. What he did was he gave himself a contract that you can now piece with Romeo Langford or Aaron Neesmith or Grant Williams or one of these other guys to match in a trade for a guy like Aaron Gordon. So I'm not saying this is a deal that Orlando would do, but if you did the Tristan Thompson, uh, Aaron Neesmith, and a Jeff Teague and like just whatever cash to, to wave people you, you can, you can match Aaron Gordon and just throw a ton of draft picks that way and still keep the TPE and use the TPE over the summer and use the whole 28.5. And so my theory is he brought in Tristan Thompson at the full mid level, not because he wanted to give that guy $9 million or $19 million over two years, but he needed a contract to trade that was not Marcus Smart to match salaries in an in-season deal. No, I, I like that theory a lot, actually. Um, it's not something I had like super considered, but like that makes way more sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so I, I like that one a lot. It's kind of funny that, um, that you bring that. I, the first time I kind of like went over that concept in my head of like, Oh, like maybe they just like signed somebody, uh, you know, put somebody on big money to trade them down the line was actually Marcus smart's deal way back in the day. Sure. And then, uh, that we all did, did not. Yeah. Th- but that, uh, did not actually prove to be the case. Cause it turns out that without Marcus smart, this team is a 500 ball club. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I've, it would also make sense too, just because like, I think the Celtics kind of need to clear some space at, at, at you know, at that center. Um, and so, you know, when, when you, if he had done that, if he'd been thinking that way um, this off season, then yeah, like, you know, maybe um, he took a look at a position where he knew the Celtics wouldn't actually need 
the guy that they brought in, but that guy might still have value because he, you know, Tristan Thompson is a pretty good player. Like he's not, you know, he's he's not a bad basketball player. It's just the Celtics have a lot of bigs. So, yeah, no, I, <laughs> I actually like that theory quite a bit. And uh, you know, I'm not saying that Brad Stevens was uh, complicit, but he uh, Brad Stevens was the guy who insisted on double bigs uh, at the start of the season <laughs> to really build up that trade value. So. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was the whole time. I mean, I've got, I've got this, I've got this tradenba.com trade machine up and just kind of poking around with some of these, some of these numbers. And yeah, you can put send Thompson, Neesmith or whatever you if you do Neesmith and like, and Romeo, then that matches almost directly, almost exactly. But you could do one of those two guys and even if they needed to send somebody else, maybe maybe it's Carson Edwards. Maybe maybe Orlando wants to take a, a flyer on him. Um, you can't trade Taco Fall because that would be a uh, like a fun back to Orlando type of story. But I think I think when you look at guys in that eighteen million dollar range, because Aaron Gordon makes eighteen point one, now now you can say, all right, well who's who's in that range? And we start to look at you know maybe the Evan Fournier's, maybe. You know, Eric Gordon, if they're so inclined, I don't know if Gordon's the exact type of guy they want to go after, but yeah, are you sure he's good still? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. But just, just because his name popped up today, I, yeah, yeah. um, I thought that, you know, just, it just popped up, but there, there are names. So anybody that makes somewhere in that, in that range, a Tristan Thompson. Now let, let's be clear, right? Tristan Thompson is not going to move any needles, right? <laughs> um, but it's all about the draft picks. Like you've, you've kind of been looking at guys that could be targets. Um, the, I mean, is there anybody out there that you think you say, Oh, you know, maybe the Celtics with, with this concept in mind of just a straight trade. Hey, maybe the Celtics could get this guy. Maybe it's something that works. Uh, maybe it's not the, the, the big fish, but like, I'm thinking like maybe a, a Terrence Ross type from Orlando, he makes 13 and a half million. Maybe, maybe there's a deal there that can be done. Yeah. I mean, like there, there's a bunch of guys kind of in that range. Uh, I mean, I, I know a lot of people have talked about Larry Nance. Um, you know, he would be an interesting, just kind of a, yeah, like a guy that you don't have to use the entire TPE on, or even, uh, kind of under your concept, like any of the TPE on, but who is, you know, does defend multiple positions, um, you know, is, is kind of that versatile guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, to me, it kind of feels like the Celtics, like, I, I think they, I think defensively it, it like is kind of where they've really, um, you know, where they could really use an upgrade, where they could really use some versatility as opposed to, you know, an offensive player like an Evan Fournier. And I know Fournier isn't like a, I don't, I don't think he's like an atrocious defender, but he's not, you know, sure. I, I think there's a lot of better options out there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, I mean, Aaron Gordon makes, makes sense. If you can get Orlando to part with him for, for a deal that, you know, makes sense for both sides. Like, um, I think Larry Nance makes some sense, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I like your Tristan Thompson thing. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think it opens up, uh, I think it opens up some nice possibilities. I'm speaking this into existence. Back in just a minute to finish up my conversation with Tom Westerholm, including our picks between Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown for the All-Star three-point shootout 
And really, the one obvious fix for the three-point shootout, thank you very much. That's coming up next. First, if you own a car, you know you're going to have to spend money on that car. That is just part of owning a car. So if it's something simple, like a headlamp or taillight is out, or you need new floor mats or new wipers, you can go to rockauto.com. If it's something more complicated, if you are one of those people who can buy and install their own complicated pieces, great. Go to rockauto.com. Do not bother going to one of those chain stores in a strip mall because those places only have so much in stock. So when you go there, you are at their mercy. You're going to give them the same information that you can enter at your own home, and they're going to give you something off of a shelf that you had no choice in. They just give you the brand that they have. When you go to rockauto.com, you can cruise through their catalog which is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can see all the parts that are available for your car or truck. You can choose the brand and the specs that you want and pick through the prices that work for you. That's how shopping should be. And what Rock Auto does not do is change the prices based on whether you're a professional or a a do-it-yourselfer, which is silly. The price is the price with rockauto.com. They do not change the price based on what the market will bear like an airline ticket. Also, silly, the price is the price because they're a family business. They've been doing this for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com, check out everything that's available for your car or truck. And when you do buy something, and I'm confident that you will buy something, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box. That's how they know we sent you. So go write locked on in their how did you hear about us box. It is an amazing selection. They're reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Celtics wherever you get podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs, how much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of the future. Do you want to know more about these guys? I'm sure you do. So you should subscribe to the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Prospect scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft. And now let's wrap up the conversation with me and Tom Westerholm of Boston.com. I think that the obviously moving Thompson would open things up for Robert Williams. Like eventually you start you well you can start either of them, but you can you can start Daniel Tice and have a floor spacer and then bring Rob in to work with the second unit and I think that that works just fine. I want and I'll, I'll fold in one of my other criticisms from from the game uh, the other night where in the second half, it became like after Jalen Brown was battling it out with Paul George in the first half, the third quarter became just Kemba and Jason Tatum kind of trying to do their thing with Jalen in the corner. And where I settled on this is, on this roster, the way it's 
currently constructed, especially when you're going double big, you have Jalen in one corner, Tyson another, and Tristan Thompson setting picks, and Kemba and Jason trying to figure things out. Because Jalen is such a a good floor spacer, he's he's kind of relegated to that role. If you trade t- Tristan Thompson out, you start one of your other bigs, you bring in a wing who can be a floor spacer. Now you have, if you start Daniel Tice, you can have that wing in one corner, Daniel Tice in the other, and Jalen, Kemba, and Jason Tatum kind of working above the free throw line and like setting picks for each other or running, you know, a horn set where Jalen and Jason are on either, either side of the foul line and Kemba dumps it into one of them and they just kind of run actions off of one another. Like in the third quarter, I would rather have seen that than what we saw. But part of what we saw is because the Celtics aren't constructed to do anything besides have one of those guys be a floor spacer for the other two. Which is weird, right? Because like, that's just kind of not the way they played before this last little stretch. Like they, you know, I mean, I I think, you know, you you think back to the IT years and I think that was kind of like where we, we all kind of got the idea that like, um, you know, the Celtics, like whenever you put like a point guard on the Celtics, like good things were likely to happen just because, you know, like like they run off all the, the dribble handoffs and everything like that. I mean, one of the things that I pitched on the Geno Time podcast on the Blue Air Podcast Network um, was just was was just legitimately trying to use Kemba a little bit more, like just use him a little bit more like IT. Um, and I know that there's a big problem there where you don't have Al Horford, and Al Horford really tied a lot of things together. But yeah. you know what? Like you do have Rob Williams who can pass, and that's something. It's not you know it's not the, the floor spacing that Horford offered, and also not for nothing you have like you know you have like Jason Tatum, like he's a very skilled guy. Like, I mean, I, I feel like there's like, you know, I feel like there's some action that could be run there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think your point about the roster construction is a good one. Like that, like there's just kind of, this is just a difficult team to kind of, um, I don't know, to, to just kind of like tie together to just kind of put together, um, you know, offensively. And, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Brad, Brad's an NBA coach. He has a tough job. Yeah, I think he has a uh, an extra tough job this year. Yes, he does. I, I actually I listened to that Geno Time podcast, which can be found where Tom? Oh, it's on the uh, Blue Wire Podcast Network. Oh, okay, yeah. uh, <laughs> the um, the Geno Time podcast where you and Chris Grenham were talking about this. I did, I do, I did hear uh, Grenham name drop me because I he brought up my suggestion that Jalen be a pick setter, and I think your your suggestion that Tatum be a pick setter. You you see it every once and again, and it's not even really a pick. He just kind of runs up to the guy and just immediately moves. He's not exactly a, a great pick setter. Right. And <laughs> that's, I think I heard you make the point that the, the, the Horford point where like Horford's was setting those kind of like illegal screens and you stick to the guy and you know where the line is of how much you can stick to the guy before you you peel off. Yep. And Tatum just doesn't know that. Like Tatum would foul out of the game trying to set picks like that. You know, that that would be that would be problematic. That's not to say he shouldn't learn because that that could be a valuable skill. 
And even though he's a primary scorer, I always learned when I was growing up in the game that the guy who sets the pick is the guy who gets the ball because if you set a good pick, then that defender is scrambling a little bit. And that's part of why I want Jalen to set picks because he is so out of plays right now that Kemba can go create his own shot and Jason can go create his own shot. And Jalen has been able to create his own shot to some degree, but throwing him in as a pick setter with one of those guys forces the defenders to be like, well, what do we do here? Who do we, who do do we still blitz Kemba? Because he's just going to dump it off to Jalen freaking Brown and all-star at the top of the three point line. And he's just going to drive and dish or shoot that three. Like you can't, you can't do that. So part of me wonders if, if Brad's just like saving that, because why bother throwing that out there in the regular season and letting other teams get film on it? Because they, they can, they can figure it out on their own. The Celtics can. And at least, at least when you do unleash it, you make the other team just, you, you confuse them. It's like the first time they see his own. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And any shooter will tell you too, that, that you're right about uh, screens leading to good shots. Like, like it's just like, I, I don't think it's just, I was going to make fun of you for, for being uh you know, a big man uh, uh, calling for more passes in the pick and roll, but, um, <laughs> but it's, it's, I was the shot. pick setter a lot of times. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, but if, if you're the shooter and you set picks too, like, I mean, look at Steph Curry, right? Like he, you know, he's, he's a very willing uh, screen setter and it, it breaks things open all the time. Like it's, it's a really, uh, it's a really valuable thing. So, yeah, I mean, I'm curious, like, I don't really know like where that kind of breaks down, like why the Celtics offense is the way it is, like, you know, who's, who's responsible for what, but like, yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of little things that, that could be, um, you know, there's a lot of little things that could be implemented that I think would just make things easier for everyone. And they just that it, you know, even in the last three games, I, I think you're right. Like that hasn't always happened consistently, especially because they go on these little streaks where it's like, yeah, this might get ugly. Um, you know, they've been able to curtail uh, that a little bit. But I, I think that, you know, maybe a little creativity in the offense right now would, it would help in those situations. We'll see what they have to do. We'll see what they do there. Marcus Smart coming back changes a little bit of that and. Hopefully Romeo Langford can come back and 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 feel good about his his shot. Like I don't know. I know it's his shooting hand that he he hurt, but I assume that when he comes back, he will have been shooting for a while. So um, hopefully he helps. Uh, speaking of shooters, I will say too. Okay. Like I mean, a lot of people talk about Romeo's shot. It would be fun to see him play like the role that he played at Indiana, um, where he because he was like he was like this slashing guy. Like that is what he did. He just like he ran out of the pick and roll. You know, he got to the rim. He he was like a you know he's a big wing, like a, like yep. a big you know, more like a big guard. You know, like and, and that was that was really fun. It would be interesting to see how that fits on this team because I don't think this team always has you know like. <laughs> the best uh, maybe creation and slashing. Uh, but like Romeo has always been a guy who's comfortable with the ball in his hands. And I, and I think there could be some real value for that on this team. I agree. I'm actually really looking forward to, I, I try to bring up Romeo as one of the guys returning from injury because I really do think he can help. I really yeah. do think like if we only get the Romeo from last season, that's just healthy and consistently available. He doesn't have to do anything different than he did last season, which is defend consistently, uh, 
attack a closeout every once in a while and hit an open open shot when he gets it like that's that helps tremendously uh and if he makes any sort of advancements on that then great but he's i think he can be i don't want to say an x factor but i think he really can help yeah. uh i i appreciate uh avoiding the x factor but yeah no i i think he can too like Again, I've said this in the past, but like the things that Romeo wasn't like necessarily like the people weren't necessarily high on coming in were his defense and his shooting. And those were like the things that the Celtics really emphasized last year. He certainly showed promise on the defensive end. Um, You know, we'll see on on the shot. That's certainly a work in progress. But like, I mean, look, if if he's if he's a good defender and he can do all the things that he did in college, he'll be quite a quite good NBA player. And honestly, like. If he can stay healthy, the Celtics have a history of developing guys into shooters. Like I think, I think he'll come around. So yeah, I think there's, I think there's a real chance that he is an enormously um, helpful player. Maybe not like you know, maybe not enormously this year, but I think there's a chance he's a helpful player this year, and maybe you know, increasingly down the line if he if he sticks around. Sure, I agree. All right, let's 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 talk about what I really need to talk about with you. You as the resident shooter. In our in our circle, don't tell Jay King I said that. Um, Please tell Jay King I said that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in the three point contest. Which of them will do better? I think that Tatum will do better. Um, I think like Jalen is sort of like uh, like. There's something about his about his shot that feels a little bit more like he has to be in exactly the right rhythm. And I, I don't, I've have you ever been in a three point contest? Like have you ever tried them? Yeah, it didn't go hard. well. <laughs> They're really hard. Like it's like, not it's a natural motion picking it up off exactly. the rack. And I think I think that like Jalen kind of gets himself into rhythm sometimes by like you know with the way he catches like the way he's running and, and or like if he's dribbling the way he dribbles into some of his threes I think he kind of gets himself into rhythm that way but like Tatum's is a little bit more um, I don't know it, like I think his is a little bit easier to replicate when you're like reaching down to grab a basketball oh, okay off the rack interesting get it up there. like but I, I think regardless like. Three point contests are really hard, and they're just literally all about, uh, you know, all about catching a heater. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, it, it it can go disastrously, and then you're out after like, uh, you know, fifteen seconds. Like it's brutal. Yeah. I so I was gonna say Jalen because Tatum's Tatum's just got so much more motion to his shot. Like I like what you're saying about like the the rack is kind of like him being in triple threat and that's yeah. where he shoots from all the time anyway. So yeah. that is a more natural motion for him. I think for the contest sake, it's slower. Like his shot doesn't have to be as fast because it's such a high release. He's got such long arms that it hit the, the release, the speed of the release doesn't necessarily matter. It's the placement for Tatum in game. So I think, I think he's going to be a little slow. Like, I don't know that he's going to get through all of the racks that's my concern but with Tatum. Guys ever not finish though? I feel like guys always finish. There are guys Even who don't finish. There are plenty of guys who don't finish. They get down to the end and they just can't get to the last two or three. I guess usually what happens is they just start like launching them at that point. Yes, yeah, yeah and they just start like really. But yeah, I've seen yeah. guys not finish. Um, and I think I, I just think Jalen can. 
He's a little more compact. I think he's just a little bit more he is compact. He's more compact, yeah. Um my my tweak in that in that vein would be I don't want racks in the um in the three-point shootout. I want passers in the three-point shootout. I want each station to be five the five coaches or five teammates or somebody that can just have the their rack themselves and just toss it. Boom. Just two feet in front, like a, like an underhand toss when you see the guy at the batting cage, just like there's a coach off to the side, a little underhand just so they can get that swing down. Just a little toss up so you can catch and shoot. It doesn't even have to be that. It could it could literally just be like passes. Like these coaches all know how to throw a pass. Right. Like I think I think you could just like stand out of the hoop. Like, you know, kick out, kick out, kick out. Like the way you would do if you were just uh if you're just getting shots up with a buddy. Right. However they want to like but just something so they can just catch it and be more natural. Like I, like I that. think that's that is a a tweak to the um to the contest that that very easy to do. Very easy to yeah. do and just go and I don't know. I, it's a, such a more natural motion to me. I don't like, I don't even understand why the racks are even there anymore. No, I agree. I mean, and, and it just like, it just throws everyone off. It, like it makes you, it makes you uncomfortable. I, that like, I mean, I think that's why Steph Curry is like always the favorite in this. Cause like he doesn't have to be comfortable at all to shoot threes. <laughs> like he can, no. I mean, he could like, hike it like a football, like, and like, he's just, he's, he's just super comfortable. So, I mean, I, I think that's just, uh, I think that's why you always got to pick him. Um, yeah, sure. It, it, but apart from the fact that he's also, you know, the greatest shooter of all time, but right. those, the, only those two, those things. two things, totally only those two things. Um, all right, let's, uh, I think that's good. That's a good discussion to have here. We'll wrap it up right there. Uh, again, Tom, uh, you do have a podcast. Please remind people what that is. Oh, it's the, uh, the Geno time podcast over on the uh, blue wire podcast network. You can find it on all of your, uh, your various, uh, Apple and stitchers. Read Tom's stuff on boston.com. Tom, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for having me, man. Make sure you're following Tom on Twitter at Tom underscore NBA. He is uh, covering the Celtics and other things, but Definitely covering the Celtics for Boston.com. So check him out on Boston.com. And yes, the Geno Time podcast. Um, I, I do listen to them too. I'm a big podcast listener. I tell people to listen to this podcast. I'm a big podcast listener. If I can, I'm listening to probably two or three podcasts a day generally. So that's, you know, I I might be a, a power listener, but... Whenever one of the local Celtics podcasts is out, I do like listening to them because everybody's got their own perspective and it's fun to hear what different people have to say. One of my favorite things about sports is that there is one game, objectively speaking, one game happened, like specifically one game happened, everything that happened, it's undisputable, indisputable, I should say. (laughs) Jason Tatum took this shot and hit or missed that shot. And two, three, four different people can watch that shot and have two, three, four different takes. I kind of like that, actually. Um, It's the fun part of being human. We see things differently. So I enjoy listening to everybody else's takes. So, yeah, go ahead. Give Gino time a listen. 
But obviously, listen, listen to Locked On Celtics first. Like, that's your hierarchy, right? Locked On Celtics, and then everybody else. Please listen to everybody else because everybody that does these podcasts, everybody on this beat, like I like, it's genuinely a bunch of good people on this beat. And so I, I, I try to support all of their work because they're working hard and I think it's, they, they do good stuff. But Locked On Celtics first, of course. So subscribe if you haven't. If you have, a five-star rating would be amazing. A good written review would also be amazing. And sharing would be the best. Tell your friends that they should be listening to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Celtics the number one Boston Celtics podcast on the planet.